Hi, Mike Sarah here from Customer States. If you're searching for the highest quality additives, lubricants, or cleaners for your automotive, heavy equipment, agricultural, or industrial machinery needs, look no further than the Justice Brothers line of products. From lubing your chainsaw, performing a complete fuel system treatment and decarb service on a customer's vehicle, keeping that forklift forking and lifting, or just need a can of that famous JB80 penetrant to persuade a rusty bolt, Justice Brothers has you covered. Travis Ferris of Hit Distributing is not only Southern California's authorized Justice Brothers distributor, but also a great friend of mine. Over the years, Travis has helped me and my dealership with anything and everything we need, including all the lines of Justice Brothers products and even equipment to perform the various services we may need for our specific application. HIT stands for honesty, integrity, and trust, so you know when you contact Travis, that's exactly what you'll get. That, combined with Justice Brothers supplying superior quality automotive products since the 1940s and 75 years in the racing industry, you will have absolutely everything at your disposal to get the job done. Justice Brothers is proudly made in the USA, and they have a satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Justice Brothers has the best quality products over any other competitor, and they'll gladly tell you that themselves. If you live in the Southern California area, call my man, Travis Ferris, at 805-208-7818. And if you don't, call him anyway and tell him I said thanks. And visit justicebrothers.com to learn more about their complete line of products. Justice Brothers, America's brand for quality. I'm not used to my glasses. I punched myself right in the face. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. You are special. Special lady. Special. Special. I may be special, but I am filled <laughs> with happiness to be here with all of you special people. I feel like that ended earlier than usual. No. But maybe perhaps same, mayhaps not. Same length song as always. Um, hey guys. Hi. I'm Allie, Allie Paul from Customer States Podcast, where we talk about everything in the automotive industry and sometimes, but actually all the time, we get our day started with one of these. Jacob. Jacob. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Ready? Go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, it came all over my hand. Don't waste. So I am me. I am a warranty administrator for Uh, both Volkswagen and Mazda, and I've been doing this for about 13 whole wonderful years now. Hi, me. Hi, me. I already said who I was. Hi, me. Hi, May. Hi, May. (laughs) (laughs) And to my left is a wonderful man who I am so happy to call my fiance. Me too. Uh, Is Jacob (laughs) Rikis. Hi. Hi, Norm. Uh, <gasps> hi, Jake. I ruined it. <gasps> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. You all know me. No introductions today. I'm in a pissy mood, but I'm glad I'm here, guys. Thanks for listening. Mike. <laughs> hi, I'm Mike, uh, senior master technician, shop foreman, transmission technician. Yada, yada, yada. Everyone did to short introductions. To my left is Eric Montenegro. Hi, it's me, the gay queen. And to <laughs> my left, we have a very Wait, what do you special do? guest. Everybody knows what he does, Allie. Sit there. Keep it short and sweet. What if to my were? left is our very special guest, all the way from Canada, the Canada. Great North, Canada, the Great North. Please welcome to the party, Mr. Norman Glacier. <laughs> wow, really? Hi, Norman. Yeah. I've now opened the uh, recurring guest. 
unlocked that uh, achievement now. So <laughs> I am Norman Glazier. I'm from Alberta, Canada, and I am zooming in for this meeting in preparation for a uh, Wait, future no. visit. Zoom out. You're too close. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're here to tell stories and, and talk shit on the industry. And talk about balls. Oh, okay. Well, we can also talk about that. <laughs> I want to talk about balls. Well, so now that you mentioned that, Eric, we did have a very interesting thing happen uh, this week. Mm. Uh, as it's you know, ball related. Yes, <clears throat> as you know, I'm known to frequent the service office from time to time. I like and this is going. I uh, walk into the service office and am greeted with a very extremely rotten smell. And I think that you know. I, I don't really think anything of it. It was maybe like a past customer. There's a gentleman standing to my left as I walk through the door, and it's just like it's strong. It's a very foul, body odorous smell, mm. uh, like smegma. Yeah, no, ew. just some 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 nastiness. I, I don't know if the person hadn't showered in weeks or just came back from the gym or just got off of a shift or something, but it was foul. Mm-mm. And so I walk out of the office and like I don't smell anymore. I'm like, God, it's got to be somebody in there. So I walk back in there just to like try and see like what's going on. Following the scent lines with your nose. If it's like, Uh. you know, there's, there were other customers in there and that's like, you know, if somebody smells like dick, yeah, if if somebody's making somebody feel uncomfortable, it's like, uh, do you mind if we like step outside real quick? It's a little crowded in here and take that person outside. You know, if we can (laughs) isolate it to one person. So I walk in here, wear this. And you just put one of those trees around their neck. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know, when you get off the plane in Hawaii and they lay you, Yeah, (laughs) but instead it's just 16 of those, uh, freshy trees, little little green trees. (laughs) So, um, a little less than hitting him with the Lysol right in the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I walk in again to the service office and I make eye contact with one of the advisors and she just like points over and like darts with her eyes like pointing to the guy that I walked into on my left. I'm like, oh my God. And this guy's like, you know, six foot four. It looks like he, you know, just came, came back from the gym. But I'm telling you, that's not like, you know, a couple hour workout at the gym. That's like a few days of like, there has not been water touching the areas that it needed to have been touched. All the stink pits. At least a few days. Uh, and gross. it wasn't It wasn't just like <laughs> armpit BO. I mean, it was like some nasty skunkiness from down below. Mm. Like you could have scraped it off with a butter knife. No, Eric. Disgusting. Gold beans. <laughs> so then once the customer Jeez, left, we opened up all the doors and sprayed some Lysol and it kind of went away. But um, yeah, it was just really, really, really bad. When when uh, we discovered who it was, I you know there's more customers in the service drive because the service drive was really busy at that point in time. And I greet the next customer in line. I'm like, oh hi, you know like you know how are you doing? What's the last name on the reservation? And I grab the reservation sheet and she's like, I'm like, oh well you can go ahead and you know have a you know step inside and they'll, they'll be right with you. She's like, oh no that's okay. It seems kind of crowded in there. And I was like, oh <laughs> exactly. that's right. It smells like balls in there. <laughs> no wonder you're not going inside. Balls. <laughs> Bulls. Oh, it smells like vinegar and five-day-old cheese. Yeah, and I think that was like Tuesday. So, I mean, that was like, a, you know, still early on in the week. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is not going to be good. Vinegar this cheese. Disgusting. Hmm. Fun stuff. Rancid maple syrup. <laughs> Listen, maple syrup in all its forms, it never becomes rancid. Yeah, it's like honey. It just yeah. crystallizes, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Put Let's... that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, I didn't Nothing mean to. Nothing is rotten unless it comes from Quebec. <laughs> Quebec, that's great fishing in Quebec. Quebec. Do you want some sushis and sashimis? 
What's this CDK Opsies? Oopsies. It says Opsies. I don't. I didn't know how to spell Oopsies. You, you don't know how to spell more. lots of things. Ooh. Fair. I will kill you tonight. <laughs> wow. I don't know if we, we're going to have to ugga that out. Most of the weapons are hidden. So with the CD. Except for these guns. Oh, God. <laughs> Boo. Um, Let it be known that I flexed. With the. My very large muscles. Go. Oh, I'm sorry. You done? Yep. Because I'll kill you too. Okay. <laughs> it's always the spouse. Okay. So with the CDK, oops, I swear to Christ, one more person talk over me. <laughs> Go ahead. Try me. Try me. Except for Norm. He's a guest. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> what? What? I said I'm the okay, only go. one who hasn't done it. I know, I love you. Um, a lot of the dealers around our area use CDK as the main, a lot of dealers, period, use CDK as like the leader for DMS systems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, either way. So Mazda, the DMSs that are allowed to be used through Mazda have to be compatible with our MBEP system, which is Mazda's something or it's customer surveys, how they're able to set appointments, the ease of access and how it communicates with Mazda system and vice versa. So CDK being a huge company and not really having to give a shit, I guess Mazda asked for, you know, we need this from you and this from you and this from you. And then we check you off and we can use your system and everything's hunky dory. So the three that have been approved for Mazda are CDK, uh, X-Time, and My Karma, mm. like the mm. one the year dealership yes. uses. Yes. And CDK forgot to send them all of the updated information, so there was an email that went out that said, CDK is no longer allowed to be used. Oh, my God. That's fun. Did for you guys already buy the software? No, oh. we don't use CDK. Oh. <laughs> You think our dealership shells out for CDK? I was going to say, they're not on CDK. Nope. We're, we're on, on PBS, we, which is a thanks, Canadian system. Yeah, thank you, Canada. Thank you, PBS. PBS so. is the greatest system ever. Yeah. I am back on CDK, and I want to light the entire world on fire. PBS is, <laughs> if you know how, like, if you, people who don't know how to use it go, hey, we have on CDK, but if you know how to work PBS, it's a dream. It really is. It's a great system. Superior. And so that came through with the email saying, sorry, CDK, you have to sit down, sit this one out. And it basically said, you know, once you send us what you're supposed to, we will then revisit it and see if we can go forward with the reinstatement of the whole entire thing. But I don't know, 80% of the Mazda dealers probably use CDK in Southern California. And it doesn't count towards like certain... Um you lose all scores, yeah, right? you, you lose all ability to get scores. So people who are set up on a bonus structure or a survey structure or the only people your whole dealer is only web based appointments and you've got CDK, it's all gone right now. It cannot be accessed. Period. End of discussion. Mazda just want no, you can still use it. You just don't get the bonuses, I thought. Well, and they can't schedule appointments online. Everybody would have to call in and you would have to set it. So all those dealers are basically effed in the A. Dead in the water. And they have to get somebody out there to reinstall a new DMS system for the entire dealership. Well, you have to take phone calls to make appointments for the time being. Or maybe they have a on a piece of paper. (laughs) Well, no, you can still type it into CDK. It just can't be done by it doesn't it no longer communicates 
with Mazda. They're not it, saying you can't use it. They're just saying it's no longer but integral like how, to the yeah, compatible. Like how a customer Correct. could log into their website to set an appointment, but that scheduler is passed through CDK, right. okay, okay, okay. and then it populates. Now they'd have to call in and go, hey, can I have Monday at 8 o'clock? And you got to longhand it. So with being... What is this, 1950? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you and use paper? Yeah, dot, dot matrix. So, you know... Oh. With us using X time, we're completely fine because it's the cheapest out of all three options. But um, seeing that email, Allie called me and she's like, "Did you get the email?" I'm like, "Which one?" She's like, "About CDK." The one where, where <laughs> Mazda's just watching the world burn for all their dealers that uh -huh. has CDK. And I think it's just to to put light a fire because everyone's going to complain to CDK because it's a huge market, and then CDK will or will not do something. Yeah. It's like, we're fine. We'll just use all of our other dealerships that don't cry. Mazda. Yeah, it's CDK is like that meme of the dog sitting in the room on fire saying, it's <laughs> this, is this is fine. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> is fine. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the fun with CDK. CDK is the only system I've ever used. I mean, it's not great, but I just imagine everything's not great as for when it comes to DMS systems. I mean, you know, there's always bound to be some sort of inherent flaw or something that could be done easier or something like that. But I but seem to... Do you use... Do you use the smart? Yeah. S M A R T T. T T. Do you know yeah. how to use that? Smart. Because uh -huh. I, I am dying at my new dealership. I am <laughs> dying. I don't know how to send parks regs. I do not, and I've got zero training. I I, I just come in. I'll uh I'll message me when this is done or tomorrow, and I'll um I'll send you some like uh, key tabs and keystrokes and stuff like that. I'll, I'll walk you through some of the yeah, stuff. Yeah, send me a cheat sheet or something. Yeah, for sure. Chit chit. Oh, I love a cheat sheet. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of other B bullshit things, um, I bullshit. had I had a very interesting thing happen with a um, insurance claim uh, 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 at the dealership. What essentially happened was during the torrential downpour that we had the, in the last couple of weeks, um, we had multiple water leak vehicles. This particular mm -hmm. one was like a 18 F-150 and it had um, a pretty significant water leak in the front um, driver's compartment area. And uh, lo and behold, there was a place on the cowl um, that was missing some seam sealer. So we got some seam sealer on there and sealed up the leak. And the customer is now worried that the carpet has, you know, mold on it and water could have gotten into the wires. And later on down the road, he's going to worry about this. And, you know, his son's got allergies, so he wants to replace the carpet. And I said, you know, most people don't replace the carpet. You know, we dry everything out and, throw, blow, you know, pull the doors open and, and put fans through it and dry everything out as, as best as we can. Most people don't don't do that. Um, and it's just totally fine. Well, you know, uh, he's got, you know, very sensitive with uh, allergies and stuff like that. I said, that's, you know, if you want to replace carpet, I can get you a quote for that. He's like, oh, okay. So I get him a quote to replace carpet, call him back. He's like, well, maybe I should go through the insurance. I'm like, you're more than welcome to do that. He's like, okay, we'll just go ahead and proceed with the water leak. I just want to get that taken care of. And um, I'll, I'll call the insurance and, and you know, um, I'll call, I'll call you on Monday. So he calls me back later that day and, you know, I'm like, yeah, well, the technician's working on it already. He wants to do multiple layers of the seam sealer. So he's going to do like one layer, wait an hour, do another layer, wait another hour and you let it sit up over the weekend. And, you know, you said the insurance because uh, he's like, he already called his insurance. The insurance just is going to be out there on Monday. Right. OK, fine. Insurance just comes out on Monday, looks at the vehicle, with the technician talks to the customer. And on Tuesday, I have like an email and two voice messages on my phone from the customer. Uh -oh. And in the email is my general manager CC'd. And before I can get to all of those, the insurance adjuster is calling the dealership wanting to speak to me. So I 
talk to the insurance adjuster and I say like, what's going on? And uh, she's telling me like, well, I was talking to the customer and you know, this and that and the other. And um, basically, uh, we're, you know, we're not gonna, uh, we, we'll cover the carpet and the diagnosis, but we're not gonna cover the source of the leak. And you know, lo and behold, it's part of their policy not to cover the source of the leak. Like if you're, if a pipe bursts in your ceiling. It's like and, an act of God well, type of thing. <clears throat> They don't cover the source of the problem. So like, yeah, if a pipe bursts in your ceiling and floods your basement, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they'll fix the walls and the couch that messed up and everything like that, but they won't fix the pipe leak. Oh, that's how insurance works, apparently. So, <coughs> excuse me. So I wouldn't know. All, so all this BS. And then she starts telling me, yeah, now the customer is just worried that, you know, the car's not going to get fixed in a, an appropriate amount of time. So he just wants to pull the vehicle out of the dealership. So I just don't know how to proceed from here. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. When I spoke to this customer last week, everything was fine. We had, he had already verbally authorized the repairs. I have it down here in writing. We have, uh, and, and we've been emailing back and forth. There's proof of all this. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. Well, when I talked to him and I told him everything that could potentially go wrong with him, what? why are you talking to the customer? Your job is to do the insurance claim. So I go back and I call the customer and, you know, over a few days and arguing with the insurance company and talking with the general manager and stuff like that, we were able to come to a relatively good conclusion. But let me give you a little bit of story on this insurance adjuster. We all know her because she's been working in the area since, well, since I've been at the dealership. Okay. Jake probably knows who I'm talking about. You'll, when, when I, she, she's a little weird and, um, I don't know what the, I mean, not like, you know, perhaps just like me, awkward. Yeah. Not mentally deficient, just very awkward and speaks almost like in tongues, like, and, and she's kind of hard to understand as far as like, I don't know what the best way to describe it. She like speaks in riddles almost like, <laughs> yeah, it, I, like, I feel like we're talking to her right now. Well, thank you. I, I don't know exactly the, the words to put it in. <clears throat> However, so this is the person that went, uh, maybe like 10 years ago or so, 12 years ago, I got hit by a drunk driver in my Mustang and, um, the insurance adjuster for the <clears throat> guilty party was this person. Oh, and she tried to lowball me on the price of my Mustang. Cause it was total. She tried to lowball me on the price of my Mustang and maybe do a bunch of like legwork to try and find an equally priced car to show her what the value was worth of it and all that kind of stuff. And then as I'm arguing back and forth on the phone, she says, well, you know, if you weren't driving down that road at this time of night, this wouldn't have happened. And I said, hold on, your, your client, if you weren't dressed like that, then (laughs) your client was driving three times over the legal limit on the wrong side of the road and hit me head on. How is that my fault? And I told her like, you know, I know exactly where the insurance building that you're working out of is. That's not a threat, but I can come down there. We can discuss this in person because it seems like you're not understanding the gravity of the situation right now. So that's the mentality of where this woman is coming from. She's not all there. I mean, I understand that you have a job to do, but these are people. They probably love her at where she works. She's probably an amazing employee because she. That's why she's been there for so long. Nickel and Diamond, the poor customers. So anyway, that was my BS insurance adjuster drama for this week. And honestly, this has been like two weeks going and the story's still not done because the parts that I originally told the customer were two days out because we have a deadline because insurance that we now know has rental coverage only covers so much rental and we're coming up on that time. And now because of uh, weather conditions back east, the depot is delayed. So now it's going to be like twice mm-hmm. as long to get the part and it's just a nightmare. It's not done yet. So anyway, on to the next topic. It sounds like this is going to be a group discussion of, so uh, is this you, Jake? 
Well, I mean, it's... It's involving me, kind yeah, of, too. So best way is, to ask for a raisin. This oh, is, I hey, can I have a raisin, That's please? a really good way then to ask for a raisin. Maybe that's how I'll... I'll just bring him a bowl of raisins. Oh, Christ. And be like, can you be raisin my pay? Uh, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> can you make, like, this bowl and raise, put a raisin my pay? Well, that's pretty... That's really good. <laughs> he might laugh, that, or he might just be like, <clears throat> get out. That's uh, clever. <laughs> Clever as fuck. Shut up, Allie. <laughs> yeah, so, um, life requires money, and I need more of it. And so I have to ask for a raise again. It's that time. Like, we don't do any kinds of, uh, like, reviews. Yeah. At I need my... about three pretty. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be fine. <laughs> I- I'd be so happy with that. $350 an hour. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, that's what we're all shooting for. But yeah, I mean, um, when you, so do you, first of all, do you guys have reviews at your dealerships? Yes. Um, the, uh, I'll, I'll go and then Norm can go. I, uh, we don't really have re- reviews and if we were, it would probably be m- me doing them on most of the employees and my service manager and my general manager doing it on me, but we haven't really had one yet. So <clears throat> the, the new place I'm at has quarterly reviews Quarterly from all three departments to the management. So in my case, in my new position, I partake in profit sharing from sales service and the parts department because I can influence all three. So I get a piece of all three pies and in every quarter we get reviewed and reassessed. Damn. So you have, an opportunity to get a raise or a decrease each time, basically? I believe the way the rules are set out, it's never a decrease unless you've been insubordinate or written up. Okay. Uh, either status quo or you get a bonus for the quarter and your, your, uh, your percentages stay level or increase based on performance. Okay. And your commission base as well? Oh, yeah, you uh, said that. Piece. You said you get a piece of the pie. Yeah, so a, p- a piece of the overall sales past a certain point. I also have a, uh, a CSI uh, score that I have to hit to achieve yet another level of balance. But the way things are right now, it's going to be six months before I see anything from that because we're in a, a rebuilding process. I don't know if you guys watch hockey down there. Yes. I'm not sure. You get... Uh, you know, you get a whole new team, so you're starting from scratch. So things are a little tough to get going. So our CSI is a little low, but we're uh, we're moving up. So it's a rebuilding year. That's, that's like right. that's like the uh, the Red Wings, my dad's team and my team, and it's just it's nothing but rookies, and it's been a rebuilding year for three fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> Try to talk to some of the people in the forum about uh, what's happening in Texas right now and uh, with their football team. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure they're all happy with everything. Well, tell those people in Texas to fix their, fix their pipelines so my natural gas bill isn't so expensive. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I don't the, know what you guys are doing down there, but my natural gas every month is around 300 bucks. Where, Holy shit. Where right now is three... Three twenty-five, three thirty something. 
Yeah, we how were. How much is class and how much is fees there? Uh, for transportation fees and per therm can combined is that, and we're using yeah. about, we're using about mm, seventy five therms. Well, I don't oh, you know. Guys, some sort of irrelevant, not metric. <laughs> <laughs> What's a therm? Uh, I have. Like I, I, I use seventy-two dogs worth of gas. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say about uh, two-thirds of a maple leaf. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel when it when you see the therms on it. <laughs> That's so funny. That is, that is ridiculous, but it's not very automotive related. Yeah, no. <laughs> Seven. Yes, it is because we need more gas. money for our raises to afford our gas during the cold uh, winters. No, uh, bringing it back it's around. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I am basically going to go to the owner cause that's my best bet to plead my case because I don't know who my boss is anymore. <laughs> well, it's not even, it's not even that when you, when you go to somebody else to have them go to bat for you, shit gets muddled. There's all types of shit that can go wrong when you go and you represent yourself you know that all of your points are taken at face value. Well, and I definitely think it depends on your rapport with the person that you're asking with or talking to, too, because, I mean, I've I've been with that company for 13 years, and I'm sure we've talked about this before, but I literally, like, got hired into the dealership by the uh, owner because he used to come to the deli that I used to work every day. And he's like, Oh, Hey, I love your, you have a great personality. You should come work for us. <laughs> he's like, Hey, you have a great personality. You should have a podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, I mean, he's literally known me my whole life and everyone else is just going to try and lowball me. So I don't, I don't know. It's, it's going to be that, or I'm going to maybe depending on the, outcome of this i'm seriously thinking about maybe pursuing one of the at home like outside service warranty companies because they are extremely competitive and i would work from home which has its pluses and minuses for sure i'm a very personable person so it might be hard for me to work from home we can just get you a bunch of cardboard cutouts to put around your oh my uh... gosh of you guys and norm <laughs> yeah or you could just hot spot in the park and you could, you know, chat with the homeless and the pigeons while you do warranty. I do have, I do love the squirrels. Like Charity, that, Charity does that. Like that lady from Home Alone. <laughs> Topping. Oh, that, uh, yeah, that's uh, Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. Wrong song. You're such a good girl. Do you guys hear this? It's Koa's butt. Koa butt. Um, yeah, so how, what's your um, raise? Uh, strategy does anybody have an advice for me yeah this is this is a a building experiment for for ali uh, i'll start i mean if you have that sort of a rapport with the owner even if it's just you know kind of slightly saying hey i i wanted to ask for a raise but i'm not quite sure how to do it what do you think about this or something like that and see if he can just do it right then and there for you or, or how the conversation goes. Or if you do have a good rapport with him and it's not, you know, off offhand to speak to him about something like that, be like, present your case to him. Be like, I feel like, you know, I, I wanted to just talk to you directly because I, I feel more comfortable with you or whatever you have to say to, to, to make it feel the right way. But I feel that that's your best route. 
at least you don't have to go through middle people and he knows you he's known you longer than probably most of those other people yeah so and he's seen you come up from you know the little waitress at this restaurant to where you are now a great warranty administrator so maybe that's the the correct strategy to go well and i really want to go the route of like what is my future at this company because I very well may get stuck as being a warranty administrator. I'm good at what I do, but the thing is, is that where I'm at right now doesn't support the path of like having a career and supporting myself. And the thing is, is Jake just got a really big raise. And so I, I know that there's a mindset. I got a a raise. Okay. He got a generous. I got a raise. Okay. He got a raise. Thank you. That definitely like elevated our lifestyle from where it was before. But the thing is, is like, that's not me. Like if something happens Mm -hmm. or if Jake drops dead tomorrow, God forbid, please don't die. Please don't die. Please don't die. Um, (laughs) Norm just shook his finger. No. I'm not set for my future. And that's something like I I shouldn't be passed over because my, you know, spouse, Koa, you're you're such a sweet girl, um, got a raise. So, I mean, that's kind of my my path that I'm going to start with, I think. Well, and there's also the fact of like I told you, it's all like there are other places you have looked into that's pay substantially more for the same shit that you are doing. You're also told by other people you stayed in touch with that are in the warranty field for both Volkswagen and Mazda that tell you they make more. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it, it's not a secret that the industry is changing. Um, we talked about it last week with the liquidity of, you know, technicians moving Ooh, around. Word of the day, liquidity. With, you know, I mean, it's it's true. It's it's like musical chairs for techs right now mm-hmm. with all the changes in the dealerships in our local area. But the industry is changing and it's hard to find good people and people are willing to pay a lot more than where you're currently at in most circumstances or where you're currently at is willing to match. Um, we run into a lot of that stuff right now where, you know, everybody else in the area is paying their technicians somewhat more than what we may be paying our technicians. And sure, if they, you know, leave and we can't, you know, match them, then they're going to go to this other company and make more money. So you have to realize that you do have a little bit of a bargaining chip there, you know, in, in your deck, you know, a loaded deck in, in, a cer- in a certain sense that you can go somewhere else and make more money, but you don't want to leave your place necessarily. What is your guys' opinion on me, like, saying, okay, I looked into these three places. I know these people personally from, like, the warranty forums and stuff like that. Um, And this is the amount of money that someone with my experience is making. Is that, like, a good ammo? I don't don't like to to compare directly to other companies just because it seems unseemly. I like to, to... show my worth in how I work and then tell them my value and ask them to show it by meeting me somewhere close to that value. I don't like to name names and say this place is paying this and this place is paying that. I've always just said that I know my value is this and this is what you're paying me, which is significantly less. I would like you to recognize my value 
by paying me this. What do you think? I like that. I, I feel like that if you try to compare yourself to like, well, so-and-so is getting this amount of money or, or, or this is what another place is, then they could potentially say like, well, then go work there. Yeah. I mean, and you know, nobody really wants that, I guess, but. Well, and you know, I, it's possible. I mean, when I first started asking, um, when I was a baby warranty administrator, (laughs) I did that. I said, you know, that I went on glass door and this is the average that da, 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 da. And it did not go over well, but that person wasn't the nicest person ever. Yeah, that was the other owner that has since passed away. So the current owner is a completely Rest different is a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Night and day, because I dealt with both of them yeah. when I asked for my raises. <clears throat> <sighs> Got to know your audience, I guess. You know who else deserves a raise? Our sponsors. Our sponsors. They do. Because if they get erased, then they give us more money. That's why our that listeners should support our sponsors, like Ray Moon from L. Ray and Chicha. I can never say it. I'm so sorry, Ray. Grab a burrito from El Ranchito. Oh, I like it. In Lake Elsinore. And Jake says, and also... <laughs> Jake goes moo. Um, <laughs> what does the Jake say? Yeah, exactly. Uh, thank you, Nick uh, Lowridge from Echo Tools. Uh, you're awesome, bud. And also Milwaukee. Buy your tools from them. They're great. They never break down. <laughs> and if they do, you have a warranty. Warranty. Thank you to Travis Ferris from Hit Distributing, supplying Justice Brothers products. Thank you to Dale Follett from Twisted Builds, LLC. And thank you to our very special guest, Norman Glazier, who will join us after the break for some Woo! amazing story time. From Sit back, relax. We'll be right back. <laughs> from Stovocor Metal Works. Metal Works. We have those spiders. Displayed. Oh, yeah. All right, we'll be back. Something smells delicious in here. Yeah, it does. I'm hungry. Jake, are you eating El Ranchito Taco Shop? <clears throat> that looks amazing. What did you order? <clears throat> Tacos. Um, what? <clears throat> Guac. Jake, are you choking? Get out of my way, Michael. He needs a Heimlich. <clears throat> Oh my god, I cannot believe this is happening again. Jake, you know you're allergic to avocado. One generic allergy medication later. Are you okay? (sighs) Yeah. Almost dying is so worth it to have some El Ranchito creamy guac. (laughs) Thanks, Eric, for trying to save me, even though I wasn't joking. I know. I just wanted to get you from behind. (laughs) Well, I guess this is a good time to tell everybody that if you're ever in the Inland Empire and are craving some great Mexican food, visit El Ranchito Taco Shop in Lake Elsinore. (laughs) Seriously, I follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Ranchito Elsinore. El Ranchito Taco Shop. More than just great Mexican food. I was going to ask if that's how she eats ass. Oh. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Customer States Podcast. Oh, you're early. We're back. (laughs) You came too early, Norman. No, he didn't. Yeah, well, story of my life. No. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That was the last thing I expected. (laughs) Well, thank you to our sponsors. Man, nothing is fucked here. Nothing is fucked. (laughs) That's my favorite one. Mm. It's even funnier when it's actually put in at appropriate times.
I like the inconceivable. Is it cold? Is it cold in here? Because I'm feeling like there's a lot of shade here. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Well done. That was funny. My and God. That was pretty fucking good. You're on a roll tonight, baby. Thank you. I am so proud of you. Are you going to call her butter? Because I'm on a roll. <laughs> ah, both of you. I got it. I got the joke. See? And I even explained it to make it more funny. Thank you. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, Norm's up with his story time. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Crack oh your beverages. One, two, three. I'm playing the spoons. Open. Norm, what are you drinking? I am drinking Water. rum and coke with lime. Rum and oh, coke with lime. Really that does good. sound delicious. I'm in the coconut. And drink it all. Cheers, bud. Cheers. Thank you. Salud. Jake's going to make me an old fashioned this weekend. Give yes. your balls a tug, tit fucker. <laughs> Give your balls a tug, tit fucker. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um,. Norm has quite the saga for us, and um, I'm not going to explain it. I'll let him do that. So without any further ado, here's Norman Glazier with his saga. <clears throat> All right, everybody. Uh, some of you know the story from the tech forums, uh, but the long and the short of it, I spent my entire professional career at one dealership. I am uh, 45 years old, and we have a, uh, I've, sp I've never paid anyone to do work for me. Uh, but I've, I've spent 14 years at the dealership. I went through the asset program and I'm a pretty dedicated flat rate worker where I, uh, I spent all my time doing my level best to do my job. As time has progressed at this dealership, there have been toxic elements that have snuck in and I've always had to deal with <laughs> Wow. Sorry. Like chasing my cat. Somebody, I was going to say, somebody's got the zoomies. Yeah, it's Reggie. <laughs> Uh, Can I've we please have your full name of your dog just really quick for the My listeners? Dog's name. <laughs> this, this goofball is Sir Reginald Barkley. <laughs> I love it. I'll have to watch the video for that. All right. Uh, yeah. So I had a boss who didn't trust anyone. The customer was always right, is the rule of law set in stone. The and customer always matter. thinks they're right. Yes, yes. Well, in this case, the customer, the tech is always stupid. Always, <laughs> always. No matter what. I, I dealt with it for a long time. And the straw that broke the camel's back was that we had a 2011 6.7 liter diesel F550 chassis cab towed into the shop. Flat towed for anyone who knows. Oh, that's bad. That's not great. Uh, the customer bought the vehicle with 450,000 kilometers on it. Put that uh, into my translation to bald eagles, but it's probably 250,000, 300 maybe. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he bought it at that mileage. Jesus. He had it for one week and then it died while driving and he towed it into the shop. Flat towed it Outside the in the parking lot. I told him, first of all, that he was R-worded for towing it flat and not calling the tow truck because the transmission's worth about eight grand. Uh, after that, I told him, after sticking my head under the truck and seeing that it had a plastic oil pan on it. Oh, God. Uh, That's fine, right? <laughs> the uh, the 6.7 from its 
uh, early issuance, mm-hmm. the 6.7 only had a plastic oil pan for about six months. Mm-hmm. And those plastic oil pan 6.7s were known to have spark plug or glow plugs. <laughs> we can edit that out. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not. The, the glow plugs break off and trash the cylinders. Yep. And uh, I guess it could be a chicken or the egg. The, uh, the exhaust valve could break and wreck the glow plug one way or the other. Catastrophic failure happens and they die a hot, stinky, loud death. I told the customer outside on day one that this being a first gen Scorpion 6.7, that it was likely this exact problem and he needs to buy an engine. My boss, being that it was minus 40 degrees C, which is where the crossover point is for you Americans, it's minus 40 uh, Fahrenheit as well. (laughs) That's still cold as shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I had to put a jacket on to assess the truck. <laughs> I put a cardigan over my work shirt and stepped outside. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so when I assessed this truck, I told him that this was the problem. My boss said, no, his fuel's probably gelled. And top secret in Canada, we have anti-gel fuel from about middle of September all the way through till March. You can't buy fuel unless it's been purchased in the summer and in a storage tank. Our fuel is anti-gel. Hmm. So I, I was pretty confident this customer had bought fuel from a fuel nope. pump. And it was uh, it was not fuel. We towed it into the shop anyway <laughs> and left it inside uh, at room temperature overnight. To let it defrost. The vehicle, yeah. The vehicle started for about 20 seconds. Sounded like a, uh, a, a coffee can full of ball bearings. And then slowly died. That's right. Uh, I did a compression <laughs> test and got bad results, and I reported those to my manager. I said, I, I have low compression on three cylinders, and this vehicle is as dead as I assessed it in the parking lot. We need to order an engine or push it outside. Uh, without going into all the details, I was forced to do every single test because the results of the compression test electronically were not trusted. I had to do a real compression test. That's so fun. for anyone who knows what that is involving, uh-huh. that's that's a lot of work. Yeah. So I did that. And then those results were pushed aside because the results were just barely out of spec. Now, they were out of spec, but they were just barely out of spec. So there was no reason in his mind that the vehicle shouldn't run. And I said, well, when three cylinders are over 100 PSI out of range of the other good cylinders, didn't matter. I was told, okay, we need to check the timing. So again, I had to strip the engine far enough to check the timing. When the timing found to be good, I was blamed for being wrong about the timing being wrong when I hadn't initiated the thought that the timing was wrong. (laughs) So all told, I spent about 14 hours testing an engine that I had diagnosed in the parking lot in five minutes, only to, after having given my notice to leave the dealership, Suddenly, all my information was believed and accurate, and the next day, an engine appeared to be installed in the vehicle before I left because no one else would do it. Wow. Did you do it? On top of all this. uh, Sorry, what was that? Did you do it? Oh, yeah, I did it. I mean, it's gravy retail work. There's there's no chance I didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, But that's the kind of doubt that I got from my manager. Every piece of diagnosis from every technician 
had to pass through the manager first for wow. everything. Everything but the most simplest diagnosis had to go to the manager for his approval before it was repaired. Retail, warranty, didn't matter. And retail was the worst because everybody that darkened our door was a good guy. <laughs> Even if they, they never spent a cent in the dealership, if they knew somebody who knew somebody, if their hometown was in the same town as his in-laws, we could not say no to them because they might badmouth us and everyone would have in the I have a I have a follow up question for you, Norm. the The manager that you had to run everything by, did he have any mechanical experience at all? <laughs> he was a technician twenty five years ago. Yeah, was the that last time he okay. Yeah. So he clearly yeah. knows everything about cars in this modern era. That's right. He's only about 15 generations out <laughs> of the evolution of vehicles. Uh, and, and that's the great part. Apart from the ownership of my dealership, everybody who runs a department used to be a technician. And they immediately forgot what it's like to be a technician. And they were all Ford people. My manager was Ford. The parts manager worked in the dealership I work in until he... I don't know, got too soft to work and went into management of the parts department. And that's the other part of the story. So the parts manager was a very jealous individual about how much current techs were making. He decided that it was too hard to carry on and he went into management for parts and then immediately got jealous about how much you could actually pull in <clears throat> when you knew what you were doing with modern vehicles. So as some of you know from the forums too, my wife works with me at the dealership. My wife is a professional parts person and we live together. We used to walk to work together and we worked in the same dealership together. And she was, without a hint of bias by me, the most careful parts person we ever had. She knew what she didn't know. And that's the key to everyone knowing how to do their job their best if you think you know everything you're probably a terrible person yeah <laughs> amen so in this dealership as i progressed i became the foreman for the quick lane i was in charge of training and discipline and oversight of the quick lane and all the little munchkins activities over there changing <laughs> <laughs> making sure they didn't strip lug nuts and make sure they torque wheels and all that jazz Ooh so <laughs> as part of my job, I had to motivate them. So as some of you well know, the current crop of kids are a little tough to motivate. They can't put them down. They can't show up to work four days a week. They're pretty soft. They, uh, they, they, just, they just can't get up out of bed and come to work. It's hot. It's dirty. It's wet. It's cold it's very hard to motivate them. So I decided that most of them have bills and everything's getting expensive. I decided to show them one of my pay stubs. So I took out a pay stub from a pretty good month and I said, look guys, this is what you can do. And I showed them a very good paycheck. Well, that information went right back to the parts manager who already had a little bone to pick with me because I was riding his department very hard about personal responsibility. 
that personal responsibility blew up when one of my apprentices ordered a window regulator. And that's what his parts request said. He said, I need a window regulator for a 2014 Lincoln ABCDEFG. <laughs> that's how they're, you know, yeah, denominated. So the parts person receiving a parts request for a window regulator said, huh, he didn't specify which one. <laughs> Closed his eyes and ordered a random window regulator. <laughs> so when that came in, the young guy, not knowing to open the box first, and you all know, yep. open your box of parts first, yep. because it may not just be wrong, it might be packaged wrong. Right. He stripped the door down, got everything out, opened up the new box and found completely wrong part. I went back to trace where the fault lied and lies. Anyway. Laid. Uh, laid. Lane. Ladeth. I, the, the fault laid with the initial <laughs> vague request and then the parts person just, and he admitted it. I said, what happened here? He said, no. He didn't specify, so I thought I'd teach him a lesson by ordering the wrong part. Screwed wow, customer, how helpful. Yeah. I so I say, that's what manager. I appreciate about you. <laughs> because that's how things work. When the, when the subordinate screws up, you say, hey, man, what's your boy doing? What, what's going on? Are you a manager? Take control of your department. Find out what's happening. Discipline. Train. This happened frequently. And after two or three incidents of similar value, the manager of that department went chest to chest with me in the middle of the shop in front of the world and tried to call me out for trashing his department. Then he started trashing my work, telling me what I should be doing on my weekends and what? went up one side and down the other while being very, very close to me. Then he pulled up his pants and actually made contact with me in the middle of the shop. Jesus. Like he wanted to actually have a conflict. Some and fisticuffs. The shop is well equipped with cameras. <laughs> so I knew that there was no real danger to anyone there. But I, I left the situation and wrote a report as as everyone should do if something like this happens good job in the yeah yep. uh that went completely ignored ownership management nobody did a dang thing about it. so that was about a week before i received a phone call from one of my very best service advisors ever i never she worked said, there <laughs> <laughs> I've never worked for you. She was one of my advisors. <laughs> of course it was a woman. She called me and said she was at a dealership that was rebuilding. After COVID, after all the stuff that went down, that she was at a dealership where people were taking advantage and everything got really messy and ownership decided to gut the place. They needed a new management system and they needed new people to run it and head up the rebuild. I went and talked to the people. I told them that I didn't come alone. I wasn't leaving my wife at this place. And uh, if they needed parts people, then they had to hire her and me. Nice. We both interviewed separately, and we both got the jobs. Uh, she has received a very generous raise from where she was, uh, as have I. And since the day I left my dealership, when I gave my notice, two apprentices also gave their notice. 
stating that they had nothing more to learn. Wow. Yeah. It's got to tell you something. So from, from the dealership I was going to, they were going to fire one of their employees upon my arrival. But that guy couldn't wait to be fired and he quit. It turns out he went to the dealership I was at. So we were trading places. <laughs> uh, he got to my dealership and because he was a bit of an outcast, there are a few people from the Ford Tech forums who know me from my current place who knew me at the, at the new dealer, but they didn't talk to the new guy. So he had no idea I was coming. <laughs> we, uh, he, he worked at the dealer and he ghosted about a day and a half a week. He was there for two weeks before I left. Wow. And he would just disappear in the afternoon and not come back until the next week. What? Yeah. How? It was crazy, right? <laughs> I keep, you're just reinforcing my opinion that you totally did <laughs> the right thing in moving. Well, yeah, it's, it's so <laughs> nice. So... As, as the two apprentices quit upon my notice, I did work my two weeks. I fully expected to get fired, as is the case with literally every person in our dealership. I don't know how it is in your dealerships. Maybe you can leave a comment or, 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 or make a, a statement under this video on YouTube. But most of the time when a technician quits, they are skidded immediately. Because why would you let a guy work for two weeks when he can sabotage everything he touches? Yeah. So I expected them to expect the worst and send me packing. But because of the workload and because there were only two and a half journeymen, if you count the guy that couldn't show up for a full week at a time, we, uh, they, they wanted me to work. And I did. And I did my best and everything went well. The, the interesting part is if you have edit deferral in the States, do you know what that is? Um, no. So a, a Ford dealership, in particular, has to have a minimum number of technicians trained for the number of bays. Yes, that's I tech competency. Yeah, yeah. Tech competency. Okay, so when you don't have enough techs to reach tech competency, you can do what's called an edit deferral, which means we can't get enough people. Can you please defer the number of people we need to have trained based on this one person's training? You get to do that four times. We used all four. I was the only certified So it's like technician. a skip. Like, can we skip this month of having the required numbers? Yeah, the That's quarter right. or whatever, yeah. Okay. Ford allows you four years. You have a whole year of edit deferral. Oh, my God. I was the only certified technician for four years at our dealership. Because oh the other journeyman let his cert slide. And because edit deferrals were available... Jesus. They just said, oh, that's okay. Norm can hold up the building. So when I gave in my notice, they realized that they were short by two technicians. Because when I quit, they need two people fully certified. And I was leaving only one guy in the shop. It was impossible. Which is really like negative three or whatever because of the deferrals or whatever, right? That's right. So as soon as I left, as of ah, today, February 2nd, I guess this podcast comes out February 3rd. Yeah, you can edit that out. <laughs> Way okay, to peel back the curtain. The, the edit deferral. As of yesterday, unless something miraculous happens or happened, I'm not sure, 
that dealership has now become a used car dealer. They can no longer do warranty work and they can no longer sell new vehicles. Ford will pull their certification as a new vehicle dealer and a warranty certified dealer. Oh my God. Uh, And I haven't touched base to find out whether or not that's happened. But in the meantime, also the other two dreamman apprentices that I have trained up quit. Thus leaves a dealership with 15 bays for journeymen and six quick lane technicians with one journeyman, one 71 year old accessory installer, and three movers. Oh my God. So that dealership is crippled right now. Crippled. Crippled. Yeah. I drive by their parking lot because I used to walk to work. I used to walk 130 steps from my door to the dealership. Wow. I now drive an hour and 15 minutes to the new place, but I make significantly more money. Uh, the the parking lot, I have pictures. I should send one to Customer States. Please do. Uh, Please send it, it is, to Customer States Podcast at gmail.com. Or Customer right. States Podcast at Facebook. What was that? The customer states at gmail.com is also where you can send money. To <laughs> That's right. It's also our PayPal. <coughs> Thanks, Norm. So, hey, they're, they're, they're in tough shape. So, I mean, this is basically a FAFO kind of, kind of deal. FAFO. Fafo? Fuck around and find out. Oh, I like that. <laughs> they, uh, they didn't think I would drive to another dealership. They didn't think I would give up my free access and keys to the shop. I had 24-7 access to my tools and the dealership. If I wanted to go in and work on my car on the weekend, I'd just open the doors, disarm the alarm, and drive right in there and do it. It was walking distance. I, I drive an hour and a half to my dealership now every day, one way. Uh, and they thought they were gambling on me putting up with their bullshit. Just because of your proximity. Yeah. They're advertisements now. I don't know what this translates into bald eagles, but their their starting wage is $33 an hour and their maximum wage is $45. Where I am now, an uncertified journeyman makes $45 an hour and a fully certified journeyman makes $51. Jesus. Wow. I mean, that's significantly more than out here, I'm I'm assuming. I, I will drive an hour and a half for $51 an hour. I believe I would do that as well. I would too. One week of work will pay for a whole month of gas. Everything else. Yeah. And gas here is currently a dollar 51 a liter. So times 3.8. I don't know if that reaches California levels or not. Uh, It's maybe on. This is all on the low end. Yeah. Yeah. We've been coming down a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I'm not good at math. So yeah. Gasoline went down and natural went up. Thank you for listening to our fuel podcast. <laughs> Somewhere that chick Greta is just scouring madly into a camera. I don't know who that is. No, no, but... Last Greta Thunberg. She was getting carried away by the cops. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if she was oh, one of those. Oh, Greta, what's her? Greta, yeah. Thornburg. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, no, no it's not Thor- Debbie Thornburg. Donnie Thornburg. Oh, no, Debbie. <laughs> Nigel also... Thornburg. Debbie was also a character from that yes, show they were all characters yes okay does dallas yeah I, I heard she does debbie does do dallas well a long time ago she did <laughs> yeah it was all obscured by a bush <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so yeah, that's my story. I uh, I have left. I am much under much less stress. I have a third year apprentice that I'm looking over and training now, and uh, a couple of journeymen three three journeymen that I am uh, supposed to assist and manage. Uh, it's a whole new. I'm still a working shop foreman. I'm also an assistant service manager now. I've had a chance to tell one particularly silly customer to go away in in very sophisticated and polite terms, as is the custom here in Canada. <laughs> as, of course, is tradition. Hey, would you mind uh, not ever coming back here? Thank you. You just take two steps back and please jump up your own ass at your own convenience. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, that's it my that's my uh mass exodus story for today that's that's uh, insane that we'll do insane. more for my next visit well good on you for not taking the bullshit over and over and over again yeah, i don't know who would do that all of us it, <laughs> yeah I've, I've heard that from a few people and it's weird the rut you get in like even still at this new place i find myself falling into the old habits of looking for that you know do you approve of my work and he's like I don't know what the hell you're doing. Go get get the job done. But I find myself going for that verification because that's all I've ever done. Uh, you know, people, you, you fall into that, that rut of abuse and you think it's normal. Uh, and a guy has to realize that that isn't normal. You're a professional. You know way more than 99% of the pop. Pop. Did we lose Norm? Oh no! Oh no! He the he's, end of that word was he's elation. with Canadian Jesus now. Oh no! <laughs> Who? Are we, are we there? Oh! Oh, hello, Norm. <laughs> he got kicked out. Are you back? I think I'm back. No, I think the video froze. Oh God! What's wrong oh, with no. no, he's just internet. standing really still. Yeah. <laughs> the cats are moving. I'm sure. Um, okay. Well, we can hear you still, at least. Well, that's good. Yeah, uh, I don't know where I cut off, but it doesn't matter. Pop. Everybody know Pop. your worth. Yeah. Know what you're doing and uh, yeah. make sure that, that you, you're getting what you deserve. Let yep. the record state that 51 Canadian dollars is 38 US dollars. Ouch. Okay. Mm -hmm. hmm. That, that hurts. Sorry. Wow, that's, that's quite a quite a gap there Wait, hold on hold on 51 dollars is 38 dollars american yes mm -hmm. that's the top end of what he was saying so there you well the cost of living is probably a lot less up there as well I would stop imagine. trying to validate mm. it is what it is it's black and white leave it the fuck alone move on it it's the cost of living up there isn't much cheaper it's expensive up there in certain places when I go shopping in the States, the prices at what you call Whole Foods is oh. a normal grocery store here. Yeah. Oh, damn. Wow. So that, that's expensive then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it only gets worse the farther north you get. Well, shipping routes and everything, I'm sure there's more taxes mm -hmm. and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just how it is, yeah. So I want to hear about the new CX-90. I was just going to say, did you, you did you get to see the... I did. I saw several videos, and it's beautiful. I will say I don't like how the face is a little scrunched up. It looks like a pug. And I'm not a huge fan of how they rounded off the rear end. 
I like I the, usually I like, like the a booty. rounded rear end. You like the booty. I like the booty. So, I don't like the smashed face. So the front end kind of reminded me of either like an Infinity or slightly Genesis. I think it looks like a fish. A fish. So the CX-90 got officially... Huh? Oh, there are no original ideas. You know that, right? Yeah, for, <laughs> my God. <laughs> we made this completely by ourselves. Um, no, you didn't. <laughs> the, the CX-90 was officially announced the 31st, and they did the whole you know, YouTube release and the whole thing, but... I got to admit, I really like it. It's the, they finally caught up with the infotainment screen, you know, being 13 inches instead of six and a half. And so that's really nice. The interior stitching and everything is really nice. They've got the dual captain seats for the front and the middle row. Third row is pretty roomy. Both the front and the middle both have their own center console. The way that the sound system is set up is much better now. The... Rear view camera is nice and clear, not grainy like the ones that we have now. Um, all wheel drive on 4K. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> four wheel drive or all wheel drive standard. Um, turbo inline six. It they went with a four cylinder hybrid th and a four cylinder hybrid. They also will offer the six cylinder hybrid. And then I didn't see that in the specs. The uh, we got a little bit more in our email. Yeah. Fine. <gasps> Jake's I'm not close. I'm not insider information. I'm not set to an NDA anymore. <laughs> um, and I, it was what Eric, a 3.3 liter. I don't remember. I think it was a 3.3 liter in line V, uh, in line six. Inline V6. Inline V6. It's called, see one it's called a W. It's, it's new technology. <laughs> um, and then the other, and then some of the cool things we haven't really gotten to see everything they said as the months progress, we'll get to see all the bells and whistles. But the one thing that I did like is the rear view mirror when it's the little toggle switch where you can tilt the angle of the rear view mirror. Yeah, for the glare or whatever. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So pressed forward is your regular rear view mirror. When you pull it back, it's, it's, a, camera. it's a camera. It's a f constant live feed oh, of the really? rear view vehicle. That's pretty that's cool. Pretty, that is pretty cool. So that's cool. I was say, having a, a toggle years. rear view mirror. Long time. Kind of Sorry. I had to do it. Yeah. Wait, say for, that again, Norm. For, well, I was just, I was, and until he had the big reveal of the toggle being a rear view camera, I was about to say, not having a chromatically dimming mirror is kind of bullshit. Yeah. Mazda, yeah. Mazda didn't have the dimming rear view mirrors until 2019 as an option. Can I tell you how much I hate that about my car? The auto dimming mirror? Yes, that it doesn't have it. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I it was like, oh, that's a great the feature. Fucking wall. I fucking hate it. You just it. get blinded. My, and then the aftermarket ones are just so big clunky. and bulky mm -hmm. and fucking ugly. I'm like, ugh. My, they create a spot that make you want to just crash it into a wall. Seriously. <laughs> the uh, My rear view and my both of my side view mirrors have the auto dimming, which is nice when you got somebody hitting you with the big old LED or the brights and it just completely dims it to next to nothing, which is really nice. But I, I really, really like where Mazda's going with this, and I'd like to see them stick with it. I'm still very sad that they completely got rid of the sedan. I, I, just, I don't know. I'm, I'm very, very sad. 
So I, I think we need to petition to bring station wagons back. Yes, no, the I always vote in, for station wagons. In Europe, <laughs> in Europe and Japan, they have a Mazda six wagon, and it's <gasps> fucking dope. Oh, no. Same thing with the Fusion wagon. The Fusion wagon was stylistically the most on point wagon. Show since me a they picture of the. Fusion. I've never seen that before. Yeah, the, the and the yeah the Mazda six does have a wagon. It looks like uh, the way that the only thing I can really compare it to, even though it looks a lot different, is the Dodge Magnums. Oh, okay. I, like I, I like the Dodge Magnums. They mm -hmm. they were a pile of crepe, but they were really cool. I really liked the way they looked. Oh, I like that Fusion wagon. It looks like an Audi. <clears throat> Yeah. Didn't they call the Mondeo oh. in the UK? I think so. Yeah. So, real quick before we go, I was scrolling through my car news, and Nissan has this new. Um, it was originally a concept, but they're. I guess they're supposed to produce this thing. I didn't see any production pictures, but it just looks like um, a concept right now. But uh, it's the Nissan Max Out. It's an EV. It looks completely wild. They have like, I don't know if they're going to keep, I assume they're not going to keep this for like actual production, but they have like um, infinity mirrors in the spokes of the, like in the wheel. Oh Christ. What? It's what? Look up a picture of it. It's absolutely what? wild. It's the <laughs> Nissan Max Out or something like, I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. A Nissan Max Out? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. going to be fusion wagon. Aspect. It'll just come out and it'll just absolutely oh, yeah. crap them in. Yeah, it's it's not going to look like a concept car. Yeah, but they just like I was reading an article today that was saying that it's going to go into production, but they didn't show any pictures of the oh, production. It's like the Cybertruck or whatever. Oh you know, my like, god! That whole debacle. It looks like I, a. I know California's got a real lady boner for EVs, but they. Uh... They are just not practical yet. No. I mean, you guys can't even use your air conditioners all at once. <laughs> uh, that's so fucking sad that that's kind of true. It's 100% true. And also, why aren't we trying to just make our fuel, like, super fucking efficient? Like, just keep going the, with the hybrids and shit like that. The, the You know, you can't make the fuel any more efficient. And right now, we just don't have any way to power the grid enough the infrastructure is not there the power lines aren't there the substations aren't there to like have everybody have an ev vehicle charging in their house solar is not you know that huge yet it, there's just a lot of stuff that's not there yet the the main and also, sorry go ahead mike or uh jake uh i was gonna say the the main thing that worries me about electric cars is just if if there is a time of peril where you need to get the fuck out and you're like, oh, it's the one day I forgot to charge my car and the grid goes down. You're fucked. It's kind of the same way with the gas station, though, because in like the Northridge earthquake. Well, here, I can store three cans of gasoline in my tank. I can't store an extra battery. You got a Tesla battery in your house. Well, yeah. you, right. But still, you get my point. You can't siphon electricity. Right. I was going to say it's it's also. You can get fuel. I can't drill a hole in your Tesla. All I'll get is a really nice warm fire for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say, it's a lot cheaper for me to get, you know, 40 gallons of, you know, fuel that I can store than a Tesla battery that's going to run me 15K if yeah. I charged it. Yeah. <laughs> so well, the other side of that equation, too, is for anyone, at least I have to speak to my northern experience up here, the hybrid F 150s are only good for their extra capacity 
as an external power source when you're camping. So the lightning is hot garbage here. I, I live in wow. Rocky Mountain House. If you have a, we, we sold two lightnings at this dealership. Both lightnings were returned within two months to the dealer to be resold. Wow. Because of the weather, no, right? It's the weather, yeah. So if you drive 90 kilometers to the east to Red Deer for lunch, you have to charge for four hours to get home. So, and that's, that's in our cold temperatures. So when it's minus 20, which it is here between four months of, of the year, you know, four or five months of the year, it's minus 20. Your range is trash. In... So if you want to go camping, like everyone knows in California, even if you want to go camping with a, with a lightning, you can only tow a hundred miles and that's your range. So you, you have to tow 50 miles to your campsite and then 50 miles home, and then you can't use your lightning to power your accessories like the commercials mm-hmm. say you can because you need all your electricity to get home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for anybody so curious, up- 90 kilometers in Freedom Units is 55 miles. <laughs> that's, that's right. So the hybrids up here actually get worse mileage than the five liters. Oh, interesting. Our, our shop truck was an around-town delivery vehicle. We got an EcoBoost one year, and they spent three times as much fuel on an in-town EcoBoost 3.5 liter as they did on a 5 liter V8. In town, the 5 liter V8 gets better mileage. We have customers who bought the Eco, uh, the Power Boost, the hybrid, and they're getting worse mileage than either a 3.5 or a 5 liter in daily life because the hybrid's carrying around a few hundred pounds of extra batteries and it's all flat here. You don't get any regen, you don't get any of the, the extra positives of hybrids. It's just not practical, and it's too damn cold. I I actually didn't even think about oper- how they would operate and be efficient in cold weather. I've never thought about that until just now. So yeah, they're they're strictly city vehicles where you have the infrastructure. Right. Everywhere here, it's it's ninety clicks to the next place. That's cool. You want to go to your home? Thank you. It's it's crazy. Well, on that note, we need to wrap it up. This is a really late episode. Oh, but it was such a good one. Thank you so much for sharing all your stories, Norm. You really took us on a journey. I I have much funnier, much shorter stories that I'll share in person when I visit you guys again. I cannot wait. We should go live. Well, we will. Eric will have to say a bit more. He's been pretty subdued today. I don't know what's going on. Well, I do have something to say. I want to give a shout out to a couple of my coworkers. Uh, my favorite tranny, I mean trans tech <laughs> in the shop, Chewy, and his uh, wonderful bitch, I mean apprentice, Omar. <laughs> Omar, I love you guys. I promised I'd get it in there. I finally did. I hope you listened all the way to the end to hear it. Because if you call me out and tell me you didn't hear it, then I know you didn't listen to the whole episode. Yeah, I listened to the whole show. And to answer your question, Norm, Eric overworks himself and he's a tired. Yeah, I do that. Are you a sleepy boy? I go in at seven and I leave about six. So, and that's that's your regular work. We're not talking about helping friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Mama Lisa. Um, Mama Turd Lisa. We also need to shout out our sponsors. Thank you to everyone for sponsoring us, including Nick Lowridge from Matco Tools, supplying us with just Justice Brothers Tools and (laughs) Milwaukee products. You threw me off. I did. I see that. And thank you to Ray Moon. 
at El Ranchito Taco Shop Alley. In Lake Elsinore. Creamy guac. Get it. Creamy guac. Get it done. <laughs> and uh, Justice Brothers. Travis yes, Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> Justice Brothers. Travis Ferris yes. from Hit Distributing. Justice Brothers. JB80. Thank you, Dale Follett. And again, thank, thank you to you our Norm. special guest, Norm Glazier. And stay tuned, guys. JB100 comes out soon. It's even better. It's 20 better than the 80. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like <laughs> turning it up to 11. Can't wait. And with that, we love say... You. Okay, love you. Bye. Know your worth. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Shut up, Allie. <laughs> Sexual. Sexual? Bye. Oh. Oh, bye. Love you. Trannies. Love you. Salty balls. <laughs> she loves trannies. Wait, sorry. Uh, what was that, Norm? Oh. Salty balls. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Sarah from Customer States. Matco Tools is one of the best tool companies in the industry, and Nick Lowridge is one of the best Matco tool distributors. Nick can get me anything I need for the shop or for at home. From oil drain pans to beef jerky, Nick's got what I need on tap. Nick works in the Thousand Oaks, California area, and you too can get whatever you need by calling him at 805-796-7323. And if you're not in that area, call him anyway and tell him you heard about him from the Customer States Podcast. And then you can hop on to uh, matcotools.com and find a Matco Tools distributor near you. Matco Tools. Service. Trust. Results.